Hi guys, welcome to yet another episode of the Faith Family and the In Between Podcast. Uh, wherever you are across the world, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, I am coming to you from the very heart of Nigeria, the federal capital territory, Abuja, um, my favorite city in the whole wide world. And I am with a guest sitting to my right hand side. Um, Faintola, how yeah. are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, Samto. How is how is you know how is life? You just came into Abuja last week, you yes, know. You you ran away to Lagos. <laughs> I went for Christmas, but then I had to come back. Lagos is um, Lagos is a lot to deal with, so Abuja <laughs> is home. It's a it's a special city. Hmm, yes, it is. So Abuja or Lagos, actually, because I know you've you've moved around. <laughs> I can't choose. Choose now. I can't choose. because I'm a Lagosian at heart, uh-huh. you know. But then at the same time, Abuja is more of my pace. You know, it's easy. It's not as stressful as Lagos. Lagos is gragra. Yeah. And although sometimes you might be in the mood for gragra, like during like Christmas and all that, mm-hmm. but then you know, you no, know, I like peace of mind. <laughs> so you like the combination of peace of mind and gragra. Yes. keeps you balanced mm, that's the word <laughs> okay and uh what have you been you know up to um when i go to your instagram i see you do a lot of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things actually one of them is restaurant reviews yes and i remember when i came into the city you were my plug yeah 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 you know. i mean it started as a hobby something i just enjoyed doing like people were like oh you went to this restaurant how how did you um, enjoy it what was your experience like and i was like okay um this is something i'm actually interested in like taking seriously and people encouraged me so i decided to give it a go and so now i have a blog called fans reviews okay so it's um it's about my reviews on restaurants based in lagos and in abuja okay so yeah um i i I see that's not the only thing you do you know like i said i feel like you're an (laughs) all-rounder you know uh, i know you're also uh, an author you write (laughs) yes i'm I'm, I'm a writer i'm an author i published my first book last year january and i'm currently writing my second book hopefully it will be done and dusted in july which is my birthday month just telling you so that I can get my present ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll have that ready. You know, like I said today, we stay ready. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is live and direct. So. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think we can we can then jump straight uh, to our discussion for today because, okay. um, yeah, last year you said your book came out and mm-hmm. I, I have read your book. Mm. Um, I will talk more later on what I feel about your book, but I just wanted you to share your own perspective about your book and you know the feedback you've received so far on it yeah um so the title of your book is called scars yeah yes scars why why that topic why did you you know want to talk about scars okay so i feel like i came to a point where um i was going through some personal issues and you know on the outside everybody thought i was okay i mean i had a smile for everybody but then deep inside i was hurting you know i was going through a lot but then nobody could see and i was thinking to myself that if i'm going through all these things and nobody knows or nobody can see that means a lot of us are currently going through the same thing i'm sure like people 
would be able to relate to what I'm going through right now. So that's where scars came from, you know, because we hurt on the inside, you know, scars that not everybody can see. Right. Okay. And I, I think there was a time as well that you had people on your, you know, you were interviewing and mm. getting to hear their sto- stories as well. Yes, yes. Is that really something that you just like, you know, getting people's stories out there and, you know, mm. yeah, people being able to share their experiences? Yeah, it's it's more than just a thing. It's um something I plan on um, turning into an NGO, but that's a whole topic. But it's something that... Um, God led me to do, which is, you know, to share other people's stories so that people who are currently going through those stories, who are currently going through those experiences will be encouraged that, okay, if this person was able to go through that and overcame it, like um, me as well, I could, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, I right. can um, obviously like overcome it myself. You know, because everybody feels like their own struggle is very unique. Right. But meanwhile, there's nothing new under, under the sun. Everybody is going through or everybody has gone through. You know, at least one person has gone through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So you're not the only one out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, that's that's fascinating. Um, So I think it's been over a year now since your book came out, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can say this like the one year anniversary, one year, two month anniversary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we are celebrating here. Yeah, my baby is one year, two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but what, so this past one year, I'm sure mm-hmm. you've received a lot of feedback, reviews on your book. I have. Um, What is your own feedback on your book? Like uh, when you okay. look at what you've produced in that book, like what mm-hmm. do you think about it? What are the things that you like? What are the things that you don't like? And you're like, hmm, should I have put this in there? Or mm. Well, my first mistake, the first thing I don't like about my book, which I feel like every writer should pay more attention to is the editing of their book. Mm. You know, um, I wasn't really thorough. I didn't do a really thorough um, work. You know, and then when my book came out, I gave it to an editor, but I didn't like crush check. And then when it came out, I saw like it wasn't like major, but then I mean, this is my baby out there, and then I'm seeing some typographical errors, so that just didn't sit well with me. So, um, I, I plan on recalling all my books, like the ones online, and then re editing it and then putting it back online. So, okay, yeah. But then in, in terms, I like my book because I feel like a lot of people have been able to reach out to me, you know, saying they could relate, you know, and, you know, I've been able to um, help people get closer to God and see him in a different dimension. People sometimes see God as, oh, the all-knowing God and all that, but then they feel like he's not um, easy, easily accessible, yeah. you know, that he's just there. But yeah. meanwhile, you know, because in my book I describe my relationship with him, so people could see that it's very easy to form their own relationship with him, um, God themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's definitely, like I said, I'll talk more about your book uh, uh, very soon. Uh, but I think that's definitely one thing that stood out to me as well that, you know, you could see there is Feintola, um, there is all her past experiences, but there's also this relationship with God that is that is going you know yeah. even though it might not be perfect but mm-hmm. it was out there and i think you know that's what you're saying people really connected with that yeah. yeah there's that real thing going on yeah you know and you know and because i was able to be um vulnerable mm. people are also um able to be vulnerable with me you mm. know so yeah it's, it's a win all around i yeah. think 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think you've just plugged me right directly into my next question. Mm, vulnerability. Because okay. there's a lot of vulnerability in your book. Mm. You know, there's people really talking about deep experiences. You yourself talk about some of the you know experiences that it's not easy to put out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you having the courage to put out put it out there where did that courage come from and when you were you know publishing this did you think ah am i really doing this what you know why am i being so vulnerable did all those thoughts cross your mind okay at first when i was writing the book i was like wow like am i really going to i wasn't really concerned about like strangers people who don't know me like reading all these things but i considered my family i was like how would they feel knowing certain things i mean i had discussed all of this with my mom but like i mean i was talking about most of these things in detail mm-hmm. you know and which child wants their parents <laughs> know all these things in detail you know yeah. but then you know um God God really wanted me to release it at that particular time and he was very intent that I do so. And I have discovered, you know, that it's better to obey than to go against the will of God, you know. Um so yeah, I'll say I got the courage from God, you know, to um to publish the book regardless of how personal it was. And I feel like um I don't regret it one single bit. You know, and when people say, "Oh, you were so brave for writing about that," I really don't see how I was brave. I just right now, I just feel like a form of I did what had to be done. I don't feel ashamed. I don't feel I don't feel any type of way. I don't even feel brave. I just feel like I did what had to be done. Mm. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. You know what? I think it's time now that I talk about your book because I've been saying that I will give my thoughts on it. I read it and. It was one of my fastest reads, you know. It was a really quick, uh, quick book. Um, but I really, really enjoyed reading it. I really loved it. One of the reasons being how vulnerable uh, you were in, mm-hmm. in, you know, telling your story, and also including other people's stories as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my favorite chapter is the chapter on identity. Oh. I feel like when I was reading it, I was like, "Woo, go for it, <laughs> Tell the people, tell the people." Yeah. Um, in that chapter, you talked about, you know, a self-inflicted guilt, mm-hmm. um, and then you also talked about, you know, how where your identity is and where, you know, Christians, where we should find our identity. Yeah. I'm just going to read a, a section of of the, that chapter, last two paragraphs. Okay. Um. So it says, so far, it has not been easy being on this path, going on this journey with God, doing my best to obey Him, yet falling short. I won't lie, some days are harder than others. Some days I sin and fall short of whom God has called me to be. Some days I feel like a hypocrite because people think I have gotten my life together. Meanwhile, my life is as scattered as it gets. Some days I question if I can be the person God has called me to be. Then I remember my identity. This is this is my favorite, you know, sentence here or yeah. paragraph. My identity is not who people think I am. Mm-hmm. My identity is not who I think I am. My identity is not my past or the mistakes I've made. My identity is me in Christ. Yeah. I think we have to drop off <laughs> <in> now. <laughs> because that is for me. I'm like, wow, I wrote that. <laughs> it could only have been God. Yeah. Honestly, like the Holy Spirit gives you serious bars. Mm. Like if you're a I rapper like, and you're a Christian rapper, you can get like some major bars yeah. from, from the Holy Spirit. Honestly, these are bars. For me, like thank you, thank you. <laughs> it really, you know, resonated um for me because you know 
um, identity is, is one thing a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. So I was listening one time to the former Ghanaian president, I think he's John Kufo. Mm. He was having an interview with one of these, you know, uh, vloggers and he was talking about, you know, the, the 2010s to 2020s was like the uh, technological revolution. Mm. So there was a lot of new technology and all sorts. Mm. But he was saying that the from 2020 onwards mm-hmm. will be more or less an identity revolution mm. because in this world now everybody is looking for who they are yeah you know everyone wants to know who they are find out who they are and you know live according to to who they are but the problem is sometimes um we put our identities in things that are either very temporary or are not you know strong enough to hold us on yeah but this sentence about like my identity is not who people think i am mm-hmm. so you don't really care too much about people's opinions about exactly you. exactly but even more importantly or i think equally important is your identity is not in who you think you are mm-hmm. because sometimes it's very easy to like misrepresent or misunderstand yeah. your own self yeah you know and i think there's a place actually in first corinthians for where paul talks about him not being the judge of himself mm. but you know allowing god god being the judge of who he is yeah and if you find your identity in christ for me like that's it because mm-hmm. like you know a scripture says as well that he has accepted us you know and you know pulled us from the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom and called us his sons and his daughters like that is for me that is the greatest kind of you know identity you can get because we are talking about someone who is eternal exactly and and another thing is you know it's he's consistent you Mm -hmm. know it's not like if you put your identity in you know a particular thing that within time it fades away Mm -hmm. or the um, relevance of it fades away but like when you put your identity in christ is is everlasting it's just there you know consistent and relevant so yeah no, thank you. Thank you for allowing God to use you. <laughs> because I think those are really, really uh, important words that people need to hear. Um, but also earlier on in this paragraph, you talked about, or in this chapter, you talked about guilt. Um, so maybe you can just say a few words, because I know that's also a big struggle in which uh, people sometimes are stuck to the past or yeah. past experiences. And it's it's difficult to move on because the devil has a way of like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. keeping you to your past and tying you to your past and not allowing you to move on what will yeah. be what words can you give to maybe someone who is struggling with guilt and has past experiences that he or she is not proud of how can one you know as a child of god move on um first of all you need to i know the in your head you're like the best thing for you is to separate yourself but like that's the worst thing you can possibly do you know because the devil thrives in isolation like i said in my mm. book you know he can easily like pick on you when you're isolated mm-hmm. but when you like surround yourself with people who hold you accountable people who love you regardless of your mistakes you know when you go back to god you know the devil won't be able to pick on you as easily as he would have when you were alone so if you're going through guilt and you know you're thinking oh how can god forgive you after doing this trust me god is all encompassing he forgives and he doesn't hold any grudges he loves you regardless you know the the best thing for you to do is you know just 
tell someone who you're close to mm-hmm. someone that is your brethren that you pray with normally just tell them what it is that you did both of you can pray about it together that way even as you're weak and all that the person mm-hmm. can you know hold your back and you know you can find your way back to god mm-hmm. so yeah that's yeah. what i have to say yeah no that's that's really good that's really good um so what do you think is coming next after scars because now we've we've read scars like two three times <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for the next <laughs> the next book to come out so tell us what's what's happening next um every right now i'm not even exaggerating or lying but it's as the spirit leads because um i wanted to write a fiction and you know i was like this generation they don't like to read getting them to read a non-fiction is was really difficult you know but then this time i want to write a fiction because you know it's more interesting than a non-fiction but at the end of the day like what i'm concerned about is of God. Mm-hmm. So if he wants me to write non-fiction, if he wants me to change my entire, because I've written some pages actually. Mm-hmm. I've been procrastinating but I've actually gone, mm-hmm. gotten to a particular place. But then mm-hmm. if God is like, scratch that, you know, I'm going to start over. So I really can't answer. But I know that a book is coming and my deadline is July because, you know, I heard that loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but for now, it's one step at a time. It's one mm. step at a time, one fast at a time. Mm. If you're not serving me breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of this song. It's very old. Okay, not okay, but traditional. One step at a time. Is this one of your Abuja songs? This is one of our Abuja songs. <laughs> no, everybody, actually, Lagos people also know this song. Well, I don't like the saying Lagos people also know this song. I know lots of us that. <laughs> No, I think it's a well-known, well-known song. It's just maybe some of us were born in the 80s. <laughs> well, thank you, that. thank you for, um, you know, coming coming through, coming here and, you know, talking to us about your book. My pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, you know, I call you the social light. I feel like you're, you're here and there and everywhere. Wow. But I, I, I think I do, you know, when I see what you've achieved so far and what God is using you to do, um, it gladdens my heart. Yeah, because, you know, I think in this generation, we really need more people who are, you know, completely sold out for, for God and, you know, just doing His will and, um, you know, helping humanity. Because I feel like at the end of the day, we're all working towards the kingdom of God coming. And, you know, when it comes, there'll be, I mean, there's so much joy and peace and everyone's life will be, you know, as it ought to be. And I feel like you're the hands or feet of, you know, Jesus doing that right now, you know, before he comes. So what else can I say, but uh, thank you. And I hope God will continue to use you mightily. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right, guys, it's uh, the end of another episode, and uh, that was Faintola with us. Um, and I hope you can join in uh, some other time. If you haven't picked up her book, Scars, it's everywhere. Um, tell us, Faintola. Um, well, you know, I said I was going to recall my book, so I have okay. temporarily done so. Okay. You know, and then I'll put it back on the platform soon. But if, you're in, if you really want to get a copy now, um, you can follow me on my Instagram, send me a DM, and I'll get a copy to you through mails. Okay, Faint Ola's Instagram is what? Faint? Underscore Fain, F-E-H-I-N dot S-I-L-V-A. Underscore Fain dot Silver. Yes. 
Um, so you can send her a DM one day if you want to uh, get the book. It's a really good book, and I encourage anyone to read it. And uh, we'll look out for your next book coming in July. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, have a lovely, lovely day or week ahead. Cheers. Bye.